Welcome to La Mezcla Latina, where we discuss all things music, culture, career, and lifestyle regarding the Latinx community. I'm your host, Dominica, and I can't wait to chat in this week's episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Welcome back to another episode of La Mezcla Latina. Today I'm joined by Maria. I'm so excited to have you on. You want to introduce yourself for a little bit and then I can tell everyone how we kind of met. Yes, of course. Um, hola a todos. Muchas gracias por, por la invitación, primero que nada. Uh, my name is Maria, uh, Maria Asman. I'm from Mexico, but I'm living in LA right now. Uh, it's a really funny story. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, but I'm a social media manager and I specialize in fan engagement. And um, I've been working in that like for 10 years now. And muchísimas gracias por tenerme aquí. Yay, I'm so happy. Muchas gracias. Maria and I met through networking. We both reached out to someone on LinkedIn. Her name is Josephine. She's the head of um, marketing at Live Nation Merchandise. But thankfully, she started hosting networking calls for some of us. And, you know, a lot of us in those calls are not just interested in the entertainment industry, but we're interested in music specifically. And ever since then, we've both been attending the calls. And I thought it was really cool porque ella dijo que era de México. And then you said that you had all this experience of like fan engagement. And I was like, wait, this is so cool. And then you said you manage artists and stuff. And since obviously we both have an interest in, you know, music and the music industry, I thought it was a good time to have you on the show. So thank you again. So you just mentioned that you moved from Mexico to LA. Can you talk about that a little bit? Porque eso es algo, no sé, me imagino que es algo que puede ser un poco medioso porque es otro país. Sí, es, es una historia. Lo voy a hacer lo más corta que pueda. <laughs> Funny story. Um, uh, of course, I've been, I was, I was living in Mexico for my whole life, and um, in 2017, um, Chester Bennington passed away, uh, the lead singer from Linkin Park. And you know this. I've been managing a fan club for Linkin Park for the longest time, and. It was, of course, it was a really rough time for me. So um, the band uh, did this concert, tribute concert for Chester. And one of my best friends in the world, she's from here from LA. And she was like, you have to come, you have to come to LA for the concert. Because it was like the biggest concert that any Linkin Park fan have to go, you know. It was like the and, one. Yeah, exactly. It was like the one that you need to be there. And I didn't have a visa or anything. I was like, okay, I need to get everything like in a, less than a month. So everything was super wow. crazy. Yes. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I got my tourist visa in two weeks. I was like, okay, I'm going. And I came to LA for five days. I stayed with my friend and I absolutely fall in love with the city. I was like, I love this city. It's, it's not that like different from Mexico. There's a lot of Mexican people. There's a lot of huge Latin community. Yeah, LA is right in the center where like all this history with Chicanos and everything is. Yeah, exactly. And of course, California era territorio mexicano. Exactly. So the, the, the Latin influence, it's everywhere. So I didn't feel like I was in a foreign country. I didn't feel like a stranger. I feel like at home, you know? Yeah. So... From, from there, my fr I came for another couple of times for concerts, and 
my friend told me, hey, um, if you want, you can come to LA and spend like, I don't know, a couple of months. You can stay here in my house. It's fine. Because actually her mom is from Mexico and her dad is Cuban. So her house, it's all Latin, you know? It's yeah, all about so much flavor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and she was like, my mom will love to have you here. And it will be, and, and she sometimes, her uh, brothers and sisters, they're not really into the same bands and the same music than her. So she was alone for some concerts and she was like, it will be amazing. You will go with me to concerts. We'll be like, and, and exploring the city. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's amazing. And I was having a really rough time in my life back then. And I, I had this awful job. And those situations where you're having a rough time in everything. And uh, you're like mentally I, drained from life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. I lost my apartment. It was like a whole, whole like a lot of, of things at the same time. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I need a break. This so, is the yeah. right one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is it. Like not every day someone opens the your their houses to just stay here. And, you know, like you can be here like anytime that you want yeah. and just in, especially in this beautiful city. Especially so. with no negative, like, intentions. Porque a veces personas tienen cosas que, I don't know, it's just, like, sí, rude. Claro. Mm -hmm. no, she, she's, she's amazing with me. She's, like, my sister now. And and I was like, you know what? I talked with my family. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, at least yeah. for a couple of hours. And they were like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And I did it. And at that time... I met this guy. <laughs> you know. Of course, the love story. <laughs> of course. And we fell in love and he asked me to stay and he asked me to marry him and stay and I say yes. So Oh, thank you. So I didn't know you were married. Oh, I love that. I love love. Yes. Uh, we are almost getting to one year. Uh, to her first anniversary of being married. We got married in January, way just before the pandemic, in January 17, 2020. Just like a wow. month. Literally, right on time. Yeah, exactly. And, and we got married and I stayed and I, 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 told, I told my family, okay, I'm sorry, I'm staying. <laughs> I want to be with him. I want to start a life here in LA. I feel, off, I feel awesome. I feel like I belong here. I feel like I, I can do everything that I couldn't stay in Mexico about my career. Yeah. So, and they were like, yeah, we totally understand. Go for it. I miss them to death. They miss me, but... It's about your life, you know. You have to do the best for your life. It's so, so cool. You have, like, really supportive family. I feel like a lot of um, Latino families, they're always, like, really supportive. But it sounds like they literally were like, yeah, go to another country. We're there for it. Yeah. You know that. Uh, es, es una de las cosas que más amo de la comunidad latina. It, we are all about family. It's it, For us, family, it's really important. It's, like, number one. It, it's everything. And, yeah. And they were, yeah, they were super supportive with me from the beginning. So thank God for that. And, and yeah, that's how I came here to LA. And he's, he's amazing. And what well, was my husband? How, what can I say about him? He's amazing. And he's been like my number one cheerleader, like 
telling me, go for it, work your career. If you want to work in music business, just go for it. You can do it. Go. He's like, yeah. you're that Yeah, you're and a hustler. I see it from the jump, from like those <laughs> calls. I was like, okay, Maria, she knows everything. She's a little bit here, there. <laughs> I, I like to be like in everything and uh and and that's how i start networking has been hard for me because obviously i didn't grow up here yeah so when for the people here that born and raised here in la they're like oh i know someone from high school you know for example from college i know someone and for me it's not like that all the people that i know literally it's in mexico yeah so I have to, I, I had to start from scratch. I had to start from nothing to networking and, yeah. and, and knowing people and telling people my experience and what what I do and what I know. Like and, proving yourself and know and like letting them know that you do know what you're doing, even if you were doing it from another country. Yes, exactly. That's hard, but. Uh, we are the we are the fight. You're, yeah, you're doing it. That's actually a good point that you pointed out. Is that I feel like. You know, even I understand when sometimes families are like, oh, yeah, my dad knows someone or, you know, but I feel like in L.A. also there's just so much um, like a heavy concentration on music and like the entertainment industry in general. So I feel like there's a lot of more connections there that are possible. Right. Yeah. For me, uh, it was a blessing for to stay in a city like L.A. for my career because, yeah. Everything is here. The, the entertainment, the music, uh, the huge companies are here, and the the musicians, the actor, actresses, whatever they they want to be, go big. They are here. Yeah. So that has been a, a really huge advantage for me. Not so much this year because there's no concerts. There's not anything that where I can just literally go and talk with a manager and say, hey, I'm a social media manager, you know, that kind of. Yeah, like you can't physically pitch yourself to other people. Yes, exactly. And then yeah. when you have ready your elevator pitch and you go and talk to people like, like old school, you know, I, I wasn't able to do that the whole year. So, but thank God for internet and and social media like LinkedIn and Indeed and other uh, yeah. They help so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's how we met. But (laughs) you just mentioned that, you know, you felt that L.A. almost felt like a mini Mexico or like it felt like home. ¿Qué fueron tus primeros pensamientos cuando viniste? Porque I feel like you have a lot of similarities, right? But I'm sure there's also a lot of differences. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, I don't don't want to sound like, but this, this is first world country now yeah and I'm from a third world country unfortunately and of course you you notice that um I had a lot of struggle in Mexico it's not easy to live in a small city uh there was days when there was no power or there was no water or that kind of uh, thing that's real that's real and of course uh, the money, the salaries are not the same. So, of course, I, I feel like I appreciate a lot of small things here that most of people who uh, they born and raised here, they don't appreciate much. They are, yeah. like, just normal. They take it for, for granted. Me, yes, exactly. Uh, like, for example, small things. Uh, I love the fact that the public transportation here has AC. <laughs> 
I, I love that because yeah. in Mexico, <laughs> even if it's, if it's like a hundred degrees outside, you don't have AC at the buses or, or wow. anything public. So that is the small things for me. I, I'm like, oh my God, thank God I'm living here. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm really thankful. Yeah. You notice like every little thing. Yeah. 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 And, and the fact that everything is created for you to be comfortable like yeah. the streets for you to walk to you to anything it's for you to to be comfortable we don't have that in mexico in mexico everything's pretty basic because we have other issues yeah. so we have to, to spend our money in in other things not not in this small details and in a city like la you can you you have the money you have the power to to do that for for people and right now right now we are living in i live in hollywood with my husband mm -hmm. and so it's it's right next to downtown so we have access to everything to stores to to any back then any coffee shop any restaurant anything that you just want to do we we have it like 10 minutes walking you know yeah it's and, more convenient the location yeah Yeah, exactly. So I'm really thankful, actually, every day to be to be here because it's real. People talk about it, but if you don't live it, you didn't live it, you don't know. Yeah. The struggle in, in Latin America, it's real. I think a good thing that you're pointing out is that you lived it. I don't know, but a veces me molesta un poco when people are like, I went for a summer, porque no es lo mismo que vivir ahí, you know? Yeah, no, uh, my friend that it's, she's from here from LA and she loves to travel and she, she visited already Peru and, and like other terrible countries. Yeah. She's, she's like, okay, yeah, it's real. Like if you start traveling, you notice it. But if you live your whole life here or in Europe or that kind of countries, you yeah. don't, you don't know for real, but And it's not complaining. I mean, I love Mexico, of course. That's where I was supposed to live. That's what um, it was meant to be. So, but it made you who I, you are. Yeah, exactly. That you have to appreciate that. But I would like for people who was born and raised here, especially in California, to be a little bit more grateful. <laughs> Because, no, for sure. Yeah, this. This city, it's amazing. And I think another thing that's interesting is that a lot of the times, I don't know if your parents ever did that, but my parents are always like, tienes que estar bien agradecida. When I was your age, mis papas, like everything, right? And I'm like, no, I understand. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I'm very thankful. See, see, it's Israel. Yeah, my parents are the same. Yeah, they, they got uh, married and got kids really young. Like they were like 20, 21. And they had to just start working and getting a house and just everything so fast. Yeah. And for us, it's it's different. We have the opportunity to just uh, go and, and look for the career that we really love and the things that we really love. And we have internet and we have music really access to music pretty easily and that that all the kind of things yeah it's way different that for for our parents yeah and one of the things that i wanted to ask you because i think it's so cool that you said you know you ran that fan engagement account for lincoln park how mm -hmm. is the music scene in mexico like how did you how was that influence like what drew you i'm sure you were always interested more towards like the rock side But I, I'm just thinking how I started liking certain artists and it's influenced from like your peers and what's on Twitter. Was 
that the same way in terms of how you got into Linkin Park and all those other artists? Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, there's a cliche here in in United States that people think that because we live in Mexico, we only hear ranchera and reggaeton every day. <laughs> it's, yeah. and, no, it's it's not real. We have a lot of influence in American music. We hear a lot of American music. I grew up hearing Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots because of my brother. And my sister, she was a huge fan of boy bands like New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. And same. that. Exactly. So uh, I grew up listening like in a mix of rock and pop my my whole life. So for and I I was really into learning English when I was really young. Wow. So I always wanted yeah to hear English songs because I was I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to to speak it, you know. And um, so in Mexico, there's a huge, huge, huge fan base for rock music in English. We have rock in, in Espanol, rock in Espanol, sí. but there's, a, I mean, any huge band or middle band already have a concert in Mexico at least once. I mean, like Rolling Stones, U2, Aerosmith, um, all those those huge bands. The big, have, the big name ones. Yeah. Uh, Muse, Muse, every time Muse goes to Mexico, it's like five concerts in a row or more. Uh, Coldplay, the same. Linkin Park, it yeah. was everything. So there's a huge, huge, huge rock community uh, on, on, in Mexico. So when I started, I, I love Linkin Park since the beginning, to be honest. Uh, I, I had uh, MTV in my in my house, thank God. And <laughs> the most the important end, thing. Exactly, because back then you didn't have YouTube, so the only way to to see music videos it was with cable TV. Yeah, MTV. MTV. Mm-hmm. And there was another channel in in Mexico called Telehit. That was a huge channel for for music. So that one too. Oh. And the the video in the end was huge in MTV for weeks. So obviously, I was really, really into Linkin Park since then. And around 2010, I think, the, the fan pages from Facebook start to be huge, start to mm-hmm. be a thing. Like, and, and also Twitter start to be like really big in Mexico. Oh my God, yeah, and I, that's yeah, when I remember everything changed, yeah. Yeah, when it was the boom of, of fan sites. Yeah. And, and I... I start following these guys, uh, this page called Linkin Park Mexico, and I noticed that they were really like professional. They weren't like just posting anything, like I don't mm-hmm. care, just a photo, whatever. They were like really into giving the news in a correct way and and, and updating every day. And I was like, oh my god, these guys are amazing! And I start following them, and I start to to interacting with them, like tweeting back, like replying their tweets. And and when I when I got something from the band merchandise or something, I'm wearing yeah. a link t shirt right now, of course. And <laughs> every time I got something, I tweet them like, Hey guys, look, I got this t shirt from Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. You know? And they start replying to me and giving me likes and whatever. And one day a girl 
uh, Adri, which is one of my best friends now. Adri uh, sent me a DM, I think, on, on Twitter and said, hey, I just noticed that you're pretty active on social media and we are looking for another member of the staff. Are you interested? And I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, first in line. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I never managed a fan site or anything in my life. Honestly, I was only managing my personal stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I, I have no clue how to run a blog, how to, uh, you know, WordPress or Blogspot or anything. I, I have no clue. And she was like, ah, you'll learn, girl. Don't worry. We'll teach you. Or you'll learn. You'll see. That's amazing because one, it's like a fan <laughs> thing. So you're doing with people who are fans. It's not like they're just like working to work. It's like they want to do it. And two, you're with people yeah. that are willing to teach you. Yeah, exactly. You always find someone. It's how we find Josephine. It's you always find someone. That's that's amazing. And I say yes. I say yeah. Of course, I'll do it. And a couple of years um, after that, um, the the head of the fan site in Mexico and in general in Latin America and and se le llama presidente del club de fans. Okay, it's like head of the whole fan site the one that's uh, like in charge of everything exactly the one who's the, all all you you need a leader always yeah. someone who follows so it's not deception in fan clubs and he was like you know what guys i had a lot of work i don't have time for the fan club anymore so uh i'm just gonna ask maria to run the fan club and i was like really i was i was yeah i was like okay uh, uh, yeah happy to do it i thank god back then i had a, a job in mexico i'm an accountant okay i have a bachelor's degree in accounting whoa <laughs> throwing us left field i did not know that <laughs> well that's yeah, actually that's really awesome because then you have all that like analytical side of everything yeah, the business side. I'm, I'm really good in business. So, uh, yeah, I'm an accountant. I, I don't work as an accountant since, like, a lot of years ago because uh, it's not that I don't like it. Simply, I just decided to took another, another You wanted program. to follow your passion more, so. Yeah, exactly. It, but the accounting part, I love it because I use it in yeah. whatever, every day, so. And and I had this job where I was pretty busy, like, for example, three days a week and the other two days, not so much. So it was like a lot of work and then nothing, a lot of work, nothing. So in those periods that I wasn't that busy, I had the chance to run the fun club. So I was like, yeah, I have the time. Okay, why not? Yeah. And I started, I started running the fan club. And then Linkin Park announced a concert in Mexico City. And I was like, that's perfect. That's and like perfect timing. It's like the stars were aligning for you. Yes, exactly. I said like, oh my God, that's perfect. And not only in Mexico City, but also in Monterrey. And it was for the MTV World Stage. So it was wow. like huge for us, for the band to pick Mexico. Because those concerts are recorded and then sell in like a DVD, you know? So Rosie was like, oh my God, they're going to record a concert in Mexico. So I was like, what could, I, of course I wanted to grab the band's attention. You as a fan always want. Number one goal. Yeah. I was, I was like, what, what am I going to do to, to show them that I'm, that I'm working, that I'm, you know, and 
I realized, well, I think I need to start to make my connections. And I start to talk with uh, record stores in Mexico, with record, the record label, uh, Warner, and um, the concert venues in Mexico. Okay. It's specifically concert venue where the, where the concert was. They were performing, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I talk with managers, with social media managers, with everyone. Everyone who, who replied to me. And I said, hey, I have this fan club. We already have this fan base. At that moment, I think we are we were getting to 15,000 followers. That's a so good following. It, yeah, it was starting to be to be big. Well, there's there's fan clubs with way more. But in the case of Linkin Park, this is an alternative band. It's a lot. Yeah. And, and I, I start to pitching myself, not you know, like uh, I have this fan club and maybe we can work together. Maybe I, we can do like uh, activities for the fans. Or maybe you can give me some gifts for the fans to give away, like stickers or pins or a CD or whatever. And I start to, to do that networking. And it worked. Amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I went to the meet and greet, and and I started talking with Mike, actually, with Mike Shinora, and I told him, I'm doing this, this, and he was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Talk with, and he sent me to this person of his staff, and I was super excited, and I was like, oh, my God, this is happening, and then nothing happened. <laughs> like, for, for three years, I keep working, and, and nothing was happening, really. But then, this is a lesson for everyone to just keep working. Be patient. Oh, my God. Yeah, keep I have working. something similar to that, but keep going. This I love this. <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I, I was like, but at, at that concert, I get to know the band and talk with them. So for me, it was like, okay, check. I already got this. Now, the next step is to get for real the attention from the band and, and something that... Something more professional. Uh, something, yeah. And then in 2015, three years after, they announced another concert. And I was like, oh my, okay, here we go again. And I, <laughs> I network with everyone. I make a lot of connections. I talk with anyone. And, and I was at the meet and greet again. And... I was like, okay, uh, here we go again. And we were waiting for the van to arrive for the meet and greet. And this guy comes to me and he said, are you Maria? And I'm like, it was an American guy. And I was like, yes. Oh, hi, my name is Lorenzo. And I'm in charge of a fun engagement for Linkin Park. And I was like, oh my God. I, was, I, I knew this guy from social media because I was following you, everyone. Yeah, I was like, you looked him up, you networked, everything. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah, hi, Lorenzo, how are you? And we start talking. And he was like, I, I want to know what are you doing with, for the band? Why are you working? And I, was, and I was like, okay, here we go. And I gave him all my resume. You know? <laughs> Time to shine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, okay, we have something pretty soon. So um, I'm just giving you a heads up right now, but uh, we'll talk soon. And I was like, okay. And I enjoy the rest of the concert and the meet and greet. And actually, I'm going to show you one of my Yeah, precious- I want to see. 
<laughs> precious, one of my precious death uh, tattoo. Oh, that's it's, so. It's, is it upside? It's, it's a chest because it's because of the camera. But it's a chest. Chest. I rubbed this on my arm, and wow. I got a tattoo the next day. <laughs> that is so special to have. Wow, that's a good. Wow, that's a good memory. <laughs> so I'm that super fun. <laughs> and and a couple of months after that, I received this email uh, from Lorenzo telling me do you want to be part of our ambassadors program? And I was like, damn, this is huge. Like, okay. yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. And he was like, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call every single ambassador. And we had to have like a Skype session. And are you in? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And he called me and he said, uh, I was talking with Mike and I was like, yeah, my, just Mike. So casually, so casually, just <laughs> Mike. Casually, yeah, Mike. Mike Shinoda. And, and we want to start this program uh, for uh, um, ambassadors. It's worldwide. We pick one um, ambassador per each country where Linkin Park is huge. Like literally like any country in Europe, like Germany, like... Um, worldwide. Uh, yeah, worldwide. India, uh, China, Japan, Argentina, you know, like worldwide. Everywhere. We pick one fund per country and we want for you to be the official Linkin Park ambassador for Mexico. And I was like, Oh my God, of course. I was, that was one of my top moments in my career and in my life. That's huge because Mexico is such a big country and you're representing like all the fans for your, like your own country. Like that's, that's such a prideful moment. Yeah, exactly. I was so proud of my, of my work, of everything that I was doing. And the fact that they pay attention to Mexico, because sometimes we have that thing of, oh, no one wants to come to Mexico. And, you know, that kind of yeah. awful. And for, for me to see that they were choosing someone from Mexico for me was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, yeah, we start working. The, the program is over now. Uh, it was pretty much over after Chester passed away, which is, you, yeah. you can understand that. Um, but the time that the, the the program was on, it was amazing. We got information, uh, privileged information about what the band was doing next. And, and we were like keeping the secret <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And we had heads up for next concerts, for next singles, for the name of the album, for any kind of big information, we had a heads up. And we, uh, they also give us like these activities with the fans, like now we can ask you to do this with the fans. And for me, that was my first approach to real fan engagement, to what is need to do in fan engagement. And absolutely love it. I love it. And and I start studying for real in social media, like taking courses, taking, uh, you know, certifications in, in social media. I started to do it like uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's when I I realized, okay, I want to do this for a living. This is not a hobby anymore. This is something that I want to do uh, for real. Yeah, and you but, can make and you can make money off things that you actually like. That's probably like a good realization that you had. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's when uh, record labels start to have their own fan engagement uh, department and, and start to be a thing for real. So since then, for me, has been amazing. And it was like, okay, I think I, I found my career. I found my, my way, you know? Isn't that awesome when you like feel like, okay, I finally found something that isn't going to feel like a job every day? Yeah. Yeah, that that's for me. Social media. There's there's a lot of people that don't understand this. They are like, ah, oh, whatever. You're just posting a nice photo. It's like, but no, it's more than that. There's a, <laughs> really, there's a really strategy cool. behind everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it was it was Linkin Park that brings me to to realize what I really want to do with my life. In my that's career. so cool. Oh my God. It's awesome when it happens when it came from being a fan and now to your career, like something so professional. How did you make that pivot or I guess that switch to now managing artists? Because I know you manage an independent artist. How did, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, um, when I started to have uh, success real success with the with the fan club I start to look to work for in a professional way in a professional way sorry uh, for in the marketing um, area because I was in accounting so uh, my luck was that I was working for the state university back in Mexico and at that moment, they were starting to consider having social media for the department because they were working with the internship kids from the university. Mm-hmm. So a lot of young people and there was a lot of old people in the department. So it was like, we have no idea what social media is or, and I was like, hi. I <laughs> so I went with my boss and I, I, I did my whole project all professional. That's my other advice. Always be professional, please. Always, always. Yes. And I did my presentation and my, you know, my all, all pretty. And I talked with her and said, hey, I want to do this with the social media and the website for the department. I want to do this, 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 and these faces in this part. And, and she was like, okay, you know what you're doing, but you know what? You're not going to stop doing what you're doing for six months. You're going to do this and part your regular job. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And I started doing two jobs actually at the beginning, but I didn't care. I was like, I really want to do this. And, And because you need to earn the trust from people, at the beginning, people is not going to trust you. They're going to be like, oh, whatever. This is especially when it, exactly. I was like, especially when it's something that people don't understand it. It's, it's, I feel like it's been years since, yeah. you know, social media has become a thing. And still so many companies aren't putting money into that section of the, like of success for the company because they yeah. want to see the ROI. Yeah. yeah. It is sad because it still happens a lot in Mexico. A lot of people don't believe at the power of social media and market and digital marketing in general. Yeah. They don't believe in that. They think they're wasting money. They they think that if they do like commercial and radio or TV, that's enough. That's like okay. Or the newspaper. It's in my city. It's the name of the city. It's Jalapa in Mexico they are like oh just gonna post something on the newspaper and I was like who reads the newspaper obviously the young people don't read the newspaper anymore so 
it's, it's all about yeah, knowing your audience and then knowing how they communicate with other people. That's the other thing, like engagement. How can you engage yeah. with someone from a newspaper or like a TV commercial? Exactly. Exactly. That's one of the, the it's digital marketing 101. It's when it's what teach you that the advantage of social media, it's that you have something back immediately. You're bringing something to your audience and that audience is responding to you immediately with, I like it. I don't like it. I think this, I think this is awful. I think this is amazing. It's like right now, you and- know what you're doing. No. Exactly. And it's at a low cost. Like it's not going to cost you anything to post a picture unless you run ads and everything. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of of tools are for free. Yeah. So so you can take advantage of that. But yeah, there's still a lot of stigma and a lot of people don't believe and I know this. But but yeah, so I started working finally and, and it came great. And then I took this course about digital marketing, social media for companies, I think it was the course. And I met this girl who, she was starting her own marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, uh, do you wanna be the, the community manager for, and I was like, yeah, sure. And I start to be a community manager yeah, there. After that, a friend of mine opened her own clothing store, and she was like, you want to help me with the social media of the store? I'm like, yeah, sure. So that's another thing. Um, You always need to take advantage of your close connections, you know, like if your friend is starting a career as an actor, helping with their social media. If you're uncle it's gonna open this store helping with their social media it's experience you're not gonna make a lot of money the beginning obviously but it's experience and it looks good in your resume especially i feel like a lot of the people in the entertainment business like it when you are willing to do it for free too yeah that's another thing there is a moment when you have to say okay i'm done (laughs) i did everything for free now i need to to have my rights. You need to to get to that point, that realization of, okay, from now on, I'm a professional, so pay me for, yeah. for my work. Yeah. But if you're starting, it's okay. Uh, you're going to know when you need to just give in value to your, to your work. Of yeah. course, if you run a fan club, they're never going to pay you because you do it because you love them. But... Uh, the the point of having the fan club is the connections. Yeah. You need to start making connections. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, there is a moment when you have to to start just just charging and just giving giving value to yourself. Yeah, it's like knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. So who so who was your first artist that you worked with? Well. Um, here in LA, because my whole time in Mexico was working only for Linkin Park. I didn't work for any other artists back then. Gotcha. Uh, my first artist here in LA, it's this singer-songwriter. She's amazing. Their name is Madeline Rosine. Um, check her out on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, check her uh, out, guys. <laughs> yes, and she's, she's really good. She's an independent artist. And that was my first approach with uh, the independent community. It's and it, there's a lot of independent artists out there. They're doing uh, do it do it yourself careers, and they are 
like in this position of I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. Like with their music and production and everything, they're fine. They know what they're doing. But with social media, they have a lot of questions and a lot of insecurities and a lot of, oh my God, now what? So for me to be that guy and for me to, to just give them this perspective of don't be afraid, just go for it, just post every day, just engage, just talk with people, talk with your fans, um, tell them how you feel, how do you write a song, what, are you, what you were feeling when you wrote this song, uh, why you pick this title for this album. Like this honest relationship, I love to, to, to work in that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of fans also feel more close to the artist. Or there's, and when you build that connection, that's when you, you know, your people are more willing to listen to your music, are more willing to buy your merch, go to your concerts, things like that. Yeah, a lot of people think that they are only going to drop a really cool song and everyone is going to, like, I'm going to have a million of streams on Spotify and that's it. And it's not about that, not anymore, maybe 20 years ago. But when you, when bands used to sold millions of albums, you know? Yeah. But right now, it's a lot about the interaction, the community, the creating a, a, a true connections with your, with your fans. And the fact that then your fans start to build their own fan sites for you, that's the goal. Yes. <laughs> right there. That's, uh, that's, that's like free. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. free advertising. So and that's why I always said to, to my clients, like, if you have, I don't know, $50 to spend in stickers, do it. Do cute stickers and send them to your top fans. They're going to love it. It's not much money for you, and you're going to make the day for that kid. So, you know, this kind of – they sometimes don't think about it. They're just thinking about their music, which is normal. But yeah. Or work – is to give them that perspective from the from the and it and it's also different for the artists to think of how to run their own accounts when you know they probably only have their personal accounts and what you do on your personal account is so different than what you do for a business account because you know you're as an artist like you're your own business you have to represent yourself in a professional manner yeah that's another thing that a lot of them don't understand yet that they're a company they, they are not anymore, like, for example, if your name is Maria, uh, you're not Maria anymore. You're Maria the artist. Yep. So you need, you need to, to work as a company. It's not about you, just you anymore. And I'm going to post whatever I want. I'm going to post a photo of my new car because I want to post. It's not about that anymore. It's about you. What, what are you bringing to your fans? What are you giving to yeah. your fans? As a, as a company that you are making music and, you know. So, yeah, that's that's a hard part for a lot of them to I make bet. the difference. Yeah, and I, and I feel like also a lot of more independent artists are starting younger, so they, they're probably not going to understand that for a while. Yeah, too. yes. I've been receiving uh, DMs on LinkedIn from 15-years-old uh, oh guys. I'm like, oh my God, you're so young. But it's amazing. It's it's really cool. And that's what internet does right now for people. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't really diminish someone by their age because there could be the next thing that pops, like TikTok, anything. Like they'll just pick up and now they're famous. Yes. Billie Eilish is 19. 
Yeah, so, she's insane. Yeah. So yeah, it, it doesn't matter anymore. If you have internet, you can do it. Yeah. And I think the other powerful thing about the internet is that let's say, like you said, you sent a sticker to a fan and they post it on their thing, then like their friends will see it. Like you said, we, we said free advertising, but I think that's like looking back and thinking right now, that's how I found a lot of like up and coming artists when they were still low key and no one knew about them. That's how I, I think I found most of them. Yeah, the, 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 the thing of one fan telling a friend and that friend telling another friend and that friend, tell, that's the network that we want to create. That's the thing of, that's why always when you do a giveaway or something, you always include a hashtag for that person at the moment they post a photo, they use the hashtag. Uh, another person is looking on the internet and they use that hashtag they can see the other photos and they're like why they're receiving stickers and not me i want that sticker so that person is going to follow you because they really like the sticker and eventually they're going to follow your music so exactly. it's a thing of, of of connect but and it starts with a really really silly idea i mean linkin park did this crazy 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 activities with us one time they hide check it out <laughs> they hide an usb mm -hmm. with a new song in in cities in the world like in main cities like hide in a in a in a main plaza in, a, in the downtown in a park they hide the usb and they give clues Okay, we, we left this USB, in, for example, in LA, and it's a park that rhymes with brand. So, Grand Park. Things like that, and fans were all looking for, for the USB, and the first person to find that, they, um, uh, they can upload the song to the internet for free. Wow. And they yeah, it, it was so It's little things like that. That's kind of what makes me mad about COVID because I miss that. Although I don't, like when I was younger, I would do all the fun little activities. But I remember for one artist, once they like hid the ticket and you had, if you found the ticket, like it was yours and it was front row seats, you know, things like that. You just wow. have to get creative <laughs> with it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do with fans. A lot, a lot. You need, and that's why people like me have uh, a job, right? Because yeah. Yeah, they, because you as an artist, you need to think in your music. You are supposed to do your music. You need that creative process inside your head. And that's fine. You don't have the time to figure out uh, what I'm going to do with the fans next. Yeah. Or job. So you focus on your music. I just put, I just post that tip. I, I like to post tips for independent artists on LinkedIn. And the last one, it was about that. It was about... Stop worrying about your followers, about, oh, I don't have enough followers. Oh, I didn't post. Stop. Just focusing on your music. Let your team to work that for you because that's yeah. why they're your team. You focus on your music, on creating music, on writing, on creating beats, producing, whatever. But you have to, you always, your main goal has to be creating amazing music. It's kind of like a cycle because if you don't, then no one's going to listen to your music because then it sucks. And then, you know, if you're not posting constantly, then your name is going to be forgotten about. Exactly. At, at the end, it's about good music. Yeah. If it's good music, someone is going to find you eventually. Because one, one guy uh, wrote me a, a DM, sent me a DM saying, it's because I can't find a manager. 
it's so hard to find a manager. And I was like, you're not supposed to look for a manager. A manager is going to find you. Mm-hmm. If your music is amazing, if you start to have a lot of streams, they're going to find you. They're going to ask you to work with them. Don't worry about that right now. Yeah. Worry about your music. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you share all those little tidbits on, on LinkedIn because I think they help so many people. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I don't have time for everyone. And there's people who really want, oh, I would like for you to run my website and my social media and design this. And I'm like, I don't have time. For that. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I don't I don't have the time and and so this is my way to to give something to the independent music community they're amazing they're, there's a lot of there and and they're amazing and yeah if someone wants to add me on LinkedIn Maria Asmon they can add me yes add her guys do you do you have a do you have like a dream artist that you would want to work with or do you have like a special genre because I know in our calls I always say like I me interesa la música latina and like that's what I would like to work in but what what's like your dream artist or genre well in la música latina Shakira definitely eso sería así como mi máximo uh, in United States Lady Gaga she oh yes is- she has the most amazing marketing team and oh my god that would be like and also Bibi Rixa I love her so pop in general that would be them and of course at some point to work again with Linkin Park that will be amazing or with Mike that uh, Mike has a solo career Mm -hmm. and I would love to to work with him obviously um but or Coldplay. Coldplay also has a, a really, really good uh, marketing and, and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. That's a good <laughs> list. Those artists are, the, the, what I like about those artists is that they have, um, like for each album, there's something that always stands out that you remember about it. You know, no matter like what promotional thing they do, it's like, okay, you're going to listen to their music. Yes. Right now, Lady Gaga has this collaboration with Oreo with the cookies they're gonna I saw that <laughs> oh my god uh, at the moment that I saw it I was like this is genius genius everyone is gonna have that package of cookies just because they're this bright pink this is Lady Gaga it's it's so beautiful. smart there's so many things <laughs> that you can do it's it's so crazy like I remember one time I um in my PR class when I was in college we were looking at different campaigns that different companies did and when the Simpsons movie was coming out they turned a 7-eleven yeah. into the quickie mart oh my and yeah, everything yeah and then inside everything was like the donuts um they had like oh the police officer actually you can get so creative if you're willing to do it also you know if you have the budget and everything but there's a lot of things you can do with your artists well there is a the sky is the limit seriously there is a lot a lot and and there's a lot of artists complaining that oh generation c is not paying attention to me they're just centennials and they're like yeah dude because you're not at the channels where they (laughs) like to be because you don't like tiktok because you don't like instagram live so you need to go there with your audience it it's you know and for me tiktok it's the app of the year yeah they are amazing and i every time an independent artist asks me oh what can i start doing i'm like create an account on tiktok <laughs> it's, it's like number one it's so true it's, because it's, i 
honestly when the first, when the app came out i was like oh my god another app where it's like the dancing like you know like trailer and stuff but then i you know I obviously opened up to it and then i got it and i was like wow i wonder if people are making like a lot of money off of this because the songs get replayed so like so fast and then we had those calls with josephine and then you know christine who came from warner music and she told us all of that i was like whoa that is the smartest like marketing move move that you can do to get your song rolling because even i find myself downloading songs that i'm like oh this artist is kind of good and it's like they're they're promoting their own music on there and they're not verified or anything but they're making good music yeah 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 no tiktok gives a lot of tools for uh, new artists and independent artists that they're for free. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to go viral on TikTok. I always give this example to my clients because they always like, it's not that easy to go viral, right? And I'm like, I back in February when Kobe Bryant passed away, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the Lakers. So yeah. for me, of course. And there was this... Uh, event on on Staples Center for for Kobe to bring in flowers and mm-hmm. you know and I record a little bit of that day and I post it on TikTok at the night the next day I had 200 likes That's <laughs> the night the next day so and I just because I use the hashtag Kobe Bryant and I have like right now 25 or something followers on TikTok yeah so, it, using the right hashtag in the right moment, it, it's huge. You can go huge. You you hit it. It's, it's all about the environment. You have to take advantage of when things are up and coming because it's like such a fast trend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If you're one of the first, and it's going to pick up. Yeah. I also like that the TikTok algorithm is so focused on you and, you know, it serves you like videos that are for you. So let's say for me, I'm listening to like all this like Spanish music. I'm going to keep hearing up and coming artists with that. And I think that's another thing people can take advantage of because in that way, they're actually getting fans from their niche to follow them. Yeah, or for example, if you are learning another language, TikTok is going to give you uh, videos of tutorials for learning um, English or Spanish or whatever. If you are really into crafting, they're going to give you videos of tutorials for crafting for keychains for uh, whatever. So I love that. It's not only about the dancing or the, I found a lot of people in the music business too. They're giving these advices for how to get your, uh, get inside of the entertainment business for casting for actors. There's like a huge world on TikTok. Yeah. You have no clues. On There's so much information in there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what app comes out next because there's always like new things coming, you know, so it'll be cool to see what happens next time. I know. Remember when Facebook was cool? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Or MySpace. I was rewatching Gossip Girl the other day and Dan, like one of the characters was like, dad, you could put this on MySpace. And I'm like, what? (laughs) MySpace. It's so crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. But yeah, we don't know for how long TikTok is going to be big because that's reality. Uh, apps just come and go. And, yeah. and you never know when it's going to, like, for example, I don't feel a Snapchat. It's that huge anymore. Like they're having a little bit of, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've been coming out with a lot of new features that aren't picking up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like they're doing too much. No. 
Yeah, overloading. Yeah, for has been an amazing year. I know. It's so great. Do you have any advice for people? Let's say they're interested in helping independent artists or looking for independent artists or I don't know, just any advice. I know you post a lot on your LinkedIn. So if you guys want to hear more, you can definitely add her. I'm sure Maria is willing to chat with you and accept you. Yeah. But any advice? I, I add everyone on LinkedIn. So yeah, add me. And if you want to chat, if you want to talk, uh, of course, DM me. Um, Keep working, work hard. It's not easy to work in the music business uh, from the beginning. Even if when I was doing it just as a hobby, it wasn't easy. And a lot of people is not going to trust you. A lot of people is not going to believe in you. That is fine. As long as you believe in yourself, just go for it. And I'm the perfect example that when you, you take a crazy decision like, I'm going to LA. Maybe that's going to change your life. <laughs> so if you're planning something like um, opening your own record label or creating a website or starting with a blog or starting with a podcast like you, just, just go for it. Just do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of work. A lot of people is going to tell you, ah, I don't know, maybe it's not going to work. <laughs> just don't listen to it. Just do your stuff. And whatever makes you feel passionate about it, that's the right uh, road. That's the right way. You you know you feel it. You when know when you know. It. Yeah, exactly. When you feel full inside, like oh my god, I love this, then go for it. Yeah, and it's not gonna like you said. It's not gonna be easy. You have to do it day by day and do your research. And one thing that I realized with the entertainment industry is you have to network because it's not gonna come to you. Like no one's gonna reach out to you because there's a million people that can do what you can do. Yes, we talk about this with Josephine a lot. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people that probably they can do better than you because they have more experience because they work already with huge artists or whatever. So. But there's something unique in you. There's always something that you can bring to the table that is unique. So you have to trust in your gut that is telling you, yeah, that person, maybe it's better than me, but that person uh, don't, don't have this, this, this that I have. Yeah. So you, always, you always need to trust in your uniqueness. <laughs> yes. And also making your experiences sound unique. Like you can twist it whichever way, as long as you, you know, you showcase your skills. Yeah, exactly. You have unique skills. You have something like for me, I love to uh, talk with people. That's what brings me to, I love to talk with fans. I love to, you know, and just, I took that skill that when I was in school brings me a lot in trouble because I was talking all the time in the classes. <laughs> And I took that and I make a good skill now in my career. So you never know if you're good in writing, uh, if you're good speaking to an audience, if anything, anything, it can give you an advantage later in your career. Yeah. And I think you need to also believe in yourself and know what your skills are. Like you just said, you love to talk. My grandma, she's always like, it is como una lora, like always talking, 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 <laughs> like gossiping. <laughs> it's because I like it. And then I realize that I'm sending, you know, my friends like videos. Like I hate sometimes just texting it or do voice memos. And I'm like, you know what I want to do? I want to start a podcast and I'm going to do it. <laughs> my mom said, it's good. Tú no hablas con las piedras porque de veras. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it brings us here. So 
<laughs> exactly. Thank you, Maria, for sharing all this wisdom. Te agradezco mucho. At the end of every episode, I ask the guests to kind of share their favorite Latinx artist or any artist in general, and then your favorite food from your country. Just because a lot of countries have such special dishes that it makes everyone unique, but we're all tied by the same culture, you know? Um, and I know Mexico tiene mucha comida deliciosa, pero what's your favorite? Okay. Voy a hablar español para, para tenerlo más, eh, más cercano a mi corazón, por supuesto. Cuando hablo español, siento que está hablando mi alma. Yeah. Eh, por supuesto, los tacos. No puedo decir, siendo mexicana, oh, prueben otra cosa porque sería <risa> tacos. Pero tacos de la calle, street tacos. Mm. No nada de restaurantes o algo así. Fancy restaurants. No, street tacos. Sí. Esos son los buenos. Especialmente aquí en LA, esos son los buenos. Y en México en general, es, esos son los, los tacos. Los más deliciosos. Y, sí. Y en cuanto a los artistas, I follow a lot of pop music in Mexico. And there's this like couple of bands there. I think they're active right now. One is Moenia. They're really good. If you don't know them, look for them on Spotify. They are uh, like this electro pop. Oh my God, they're amazing. And, and they have been on the scene like for 20 years now. They're, oh, wow. They're, yeah, Moenia. That's, that's the name. And uh, Shakira, of course. She Shakira was my first huge concert in my life i i went to a concert in 2003 yeah wow. it was two, two, three. <laughs> yeah and it was it was when she started singing in english when she was singing whenever whatever and for that tour in mexico city i i went that was my first huge Wow, concert. so you so you saw her at her prime time, la canción que le hizo who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started following her when for her first huge album, which was Estoy Aquí, mm -hmm. uh, and when she had the black hair, the long black hair and everything. Uh, in Mexico, we get to know her really, really in the early stages, not when she was huge here in the United States. Yeah, and I remember it's because she first was always singing in Spanish, like the Antología album and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously the crossover to the English market kind of just shifted things. Yeah, we in Latin America, we know her since forever. It's mm -hmm. not a new thing for us so I was always been following her her career so yeah definitely Shakira <laughs> ah, I love that that's so awesome yeah I don't I don't know like who who you were influencing to the Latin sphere because we always talk about like the rock artists I was like oh maybe I know for sure it's Linkin Park <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so yeah, much for no, coming on. thank you so much for having me it was super fun and I I hope the best because I know you're starting with your with your podcast and I hope the the best for you. Uh, I know you're working hard, so uh, maybe in uh, in some years you can interview me being a BP or something. Heck yeah, Maria. <laughs> don't forget about me. <laughs> Do you want to tell anyone where they can find you? I know you mentioned your LinkedIn, but anywhere else? Or Yeah, I'm pretty, of course, I'm pretty active in social media. Uh, my LinkedIn is Maria Esmond, A-C-M-O-N. And um, the rest of my social media, Instagram, Twitter, it's the same, but I use an H 
to the end of Maria, like Mariah, mm. Mariah Asman. That's uh, the same on Instagram and, and Twitter. You can follow me. And, and if you want to talk, if you're an independent artist or you know someone or you want to work in music business and um, we can chat, we can talk, uh, wherever. I respond to everyone. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Maria's <laughs> the sweetest ever. And we kicked it off in those calls. So I was like, I'm so happy that she was able to do this. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, girl. Of course. It was amazing. That's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much again for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mezcla Latina Pod. That's P-O-D. Also, make sure you tune in every Wednesday for a new episode to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Thank you.